Get ready, we're turning it up. Get ready, get ready, we're turning it up. What's up, champs? Welcome into the Pigskin Champs Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Derek Bordeaux, and you can find me on Twitter at Pigskin underscore DRock. Got this episode a day early for you guys. Got the Saturday version of the Siege episode for week four. Just finished uh, Thursday Night Football last night. Solid game. Solid game. Football is football. Heading into week three coming up. This episode right here, the purpose of this show. The purpose of this show is to give you a head start on week four waivers. We're taking a look at some of the week four waiver claims you can make now before the rest of your league gets a chance. Remember that work in the waiver wire is all about being first and uh, the most willing to spend. And it's also about being smart with the money you do spend. So doing this right here, looking into... Guys you can pick up ahead of time is the best way to save some fab money. So, yeah, man, let's get into it. Uh, We'll start with some news and notes. Hey, what happened? Okay, so the first thing we're going to talk about is the Christian McCaffrey uh, news. Uh, Report came out from the Carolina Panthers. He's expected to miss a few weeks. The team continues to run tests on his hamstring injury. And the IR is not the plan as of now. And rookie Chuba Hubbard is the next man up. So obviously you can't make waiver claims on any of the Panthers backup running backs right now because they're should they should be locked. If you can, if you can make waiver claims on them, do it. I've seen some leagues that have open waivers the whole time. So if you can do it, if not, then uh, you know we'll be talking about those running backs on the waiver show on Tuesday. So stay tuned for that. All right. So the next order of business we got Dalvin Cook not seen at practice on Friday. More details coming out soon, but it's not looking good for Dalvin Cook this week, man. So managers look to pivot. All right, Antonio Gibson with a shoulder injury. Uh, quote is good to go for. Week three versus the Bills. That's 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 a good sign. I uh, I did say Antonio Gibson was a sit for me this week. I stand by it. Uh, yeah, I stand by it, man. He should have a down week, and with the injury too, maybe he's limited. Uh, we'll we'll kind of see what uh, how that unfolds. All right, um, moving down. Jameson Crowder didn't practice Thursday for the Jets. Um, the groin injury. Haven't seen Friday practice reports yet for him, so you know we'll continue to monitor, monitor that one. It, the San Francisco 49ers backfield, Elijah Mitchell, doesn't practice Thursday either with a shoulder injury. He did get some work on the side of practice, but wasn't actually in team drills. Trey Sermon with a concussion practices in a non-contact jersey on Thursday. Um, yeah, man, I'm looking to. It, it, I'm trying to scoop up any available Niners running back. Even though they can't stay healthy, 
if you do get a healthy one at any point in the season, they're startable in fantasy. So and we'll be talking about those guys in a little bit. Uh, other guys that we're looking at maybe to keep an eye on, Ben Roethlisberger got in a limited session on Thursday. Deontay Johnson remained sidelined, on th- didn't practice on Thursday. Lamar Jackson returned to practice on Friday. Um, and uh, the last thing I saw was T. Higgins is, a, quote, doubtful for Sunday's game. Not looking good for T. Higgins, man. So Jamar Chase should have uh, an increased workload along with uh, Tyler Boyd. So I'd be looking uh, those guys away. All right, that's enough news. Let's jump into the Saturday siege. Spartans, what is your profession? <laughs> I've got six six players that I'll be looking to stash for week four. Uh, yeah, for week four. Guys I'm looking to get ahead of and get onto my rosters. All right, so the first guy we're going to talk about is Kirk Cousins versus the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland is the third worst in fantasy points allowed to opposing quarterbacks so far this season. Kirk Cousins is a quarterback 10 on the year, quarterback 13 in week one, quarterback seven. In week two, he has five touchdowns, no interceptions, and it doesn't hurt that he also gets Detroit in week five. And Detroit's given up 23 fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks as well. Kirk Cousins, especially if they're down, uh, if Dalvin Cook is going to be limited or missing games, they're going to need to throw the ball, and their defense is not that great. So I would be absolutely looking to start Kirk Cousins. So I want to stash him. I want to stash him against this matchup against the Cleveland Browns. And the, on the other side, Cleveland, the Cleveland Browns, you know, Baker Mayfield going up against Minnesota is not also not a bad matchup either. So quarterbacks in this game, I expect I expect it to be one of those, uh, you know, 34-31 ball games next week. So I'd be looking to start Kirk Cousins in this matchup. I'm going to say it again. I've said it every show so far this season. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater versus the Baltimore Ravens. He's a guy that I'm looking to either keep on my roster if I have him, or I'm looking to add him uh, off the waiver wire. He is going up against the fifth worst defense in fantasy points allowed to opposing quarterbacks. He's also the quarterback 13 on the year. He was a QB 14 in week one, QB 10 in week two. He has a plus matchup in week three. He's got four touchdowns, no interceptions, and 20 fantasy points per game so far in two weeks. So, I mean, he's playing well, man, and he's absolutely a solid streaming option. And if you are playing the streaming option game, then, yeah, Teddy Bridgewater is still going to be a good quarterback that you can throw in there. And, yeah, he's just playing really well, really well. And as the the like the running back group start, you know continues to get more work and get better, it's going to make him more efficient as well. And, you know... Eventually during the season, they're going to have, they're going to get back to full strength with Jerry Judy and stuff. So I expect Teddy Bridgewater to continue playing really well. Um, you know, he had a good game last week without Jerry Judy. So we'll see, man. We'll see. I mean, he's targeting uh, Corlin Sutton a lot. So uh, it's a good player to uh, to target. So, all right. Uh, next guy I want to talk about, Elijah Moore versus the Tennessee Titans. Tennessee Titans are, are the worst defense in fantasy points allowed to opposing wide receivers. He had eight targets last week against a tough New New England defense. Um, He hasn't scored yet, but I expect that to change as the season goes on. 
Elijah Moore, especially with uh, Jamison Crowder, continue to deal with either injuries or um, you know COVID-related things. So if Elijah Moore continues every week, I think he's going to get better and better and better. So he has a really good matchup against Tennessee in week four, so I'll be looking to pick him up if he is available. All right. Number four on my list is Quintez Cephas, the wide receiver for the Detroit Lions, gets the Chicago Bears in week four. Chicago's fourth worst in fantasy points allowed to opposing wide receivers. Tyrell Williams, uh, heading to the IR, leaves the Lions with Hawkinson, both running backs, and Quintez Cephas to round out the team's pass-catching options. Jared Goff has played surprisingly well so far in 2021, and Cephas is the wide receiver 32 on the season. I guarantee you nobody saw that coming. Scoring 12 and 16 fantasy points in those two games, respectively. He's played on, He played on 89% of snaps in Week 2, and he has scored touchdowns in both games so far. A lot of people were down on Cephas. Um, I mean, I don't even know if you can really consider me being down on him pre-draft or in the uh, preseason. That's because I was just completely out. Like, you can't be down on somebody you're not even... That's not even on your radar. So he has definitely entered the, you know, I'm willing to stash and spot start him if I need to, um, if I'm if I'm pretty desperate. So if he can if he has another good week in week three, then I would feel a lot more confident about rolling him out there in week four, especially if I need some help. So Quintess Cephas is absolutely a guy that I'm willing to stash in my rosters. All right, the last positional player that I'll throw in here. Number five, Dawson Knox, the tight end for the Buffalo Bills, gets the Houston Texans in week four. Houston is the sixth worst in fantasy points allowed to opposing tight ends. They have also faced a faced the second most targets to the tight end position, tied for second coming into this week. So they did play on Thursday night, and I think they had six targets to the tight end position against them on defense. And if you take those six away, they were still second in the NFL, second worst in the NFL. In uh, or they've given up the second most targets to that position. So teams are obviously identifying this as a weakness for the Houston Texans, and they're exploiting it. They Like like I said, they're the sixth worst defense in fantasy points allowed to the tight end position. Secondly, the Houston is seventh best in the NFL in fantasy points allowed to opposing wide receivers. So they're, they're playing really well against wide receivers, but their weakness is clearly the tight end position. So... Stream your tight ends against Houston. I know Dawson Knox is not exactly the pinnacle of the tight end position. He's not exactly a guy that is commanding a bunch of targets. But if this is the weakness of this defense, then I'm willing to, if I need to, if I'm in a pinch and I need a streaming option, Dawson Knox is, he can get it done, man. He can fall into, uh, you know, 60 yards and maybe a touchdown. It's absolutely possible. So Buffalo should roll in this game, and Knox could be a solid option, man. He's only he he scored a touchdown in week two, um, and he's played on more than fifty fifty percent of the snaps so far. And you know Buffalo's been notoriously a team that's run a lot of four four wide receiver sets. I believe they were second in the NFL last season in that category. So if uh, if Dawson Knox is on the field a lot more than he was last year, and you got a super plus matchup against the Houston Texans on defense. Roll them out there, man. All right. The sixth waiver wire stash I got for you is a defense, um, and it's not sexy by any means, okay? It is the Cincinnati Bengals against the Jacksonville Jaguars. 
I know. Gross. I know. I know. Relax. Cincinnati. Three sacks each of the first two weeks of this season and a turnover in each game. Trevor Lawrence leads the NFL in interceptions with five. Okay. It's at home. It's a game that Cincinnati should win. Again, it's at it's at home. They should win. Positive game scripts for the defense, meaning that you know Jackson was going to have to have to throw, and Trevor Lawrence is still a rookie quarterback. You know he may be you know the you know quote unquote the greatest thing ever, right? Or since Peyton Manning, which is dumb, but he's still a rookie quarterback and he's still making mistakes. So. I expect Trevor Lawrence to get better, but not by this week. I think that Cincinnati has a good week on defense and could be a top 10 unit, and they're definitely ranked outside that top 10 range, so they should be widely available on your waiver wire. All right, we're going to move into some trade targets real quick. I've got four guys on here. Three of them are the same from last week. They're They're just guys that you absolutely have to get on your rosters. Now, number one is Corey Davis, okay? What do, what do we say last week? He's going to have a down week against New England. And what happened? He was the wide receiver 93 on the, on the week, or 92. It was something. It was one of those two spots. That's not good, man. That's not good. But, but he was producing beforehand, so now he's got a... Okay, they get Denver this week, and then Tennessee, Atlanta, the bye, and then New England again. So he's got a two-game stretch right here where it could be really solid for fantasy and you know he just had a bad draw i mean he had you know he had five targets two receptions eight yards so he was really bottled up against new england but that first game was great the first game against carolina in a plus matchup 89 percent snap share seven targets five receptions two touchdowns almost 100 yards i think better days are ahead especially after this week he's probably gonna face it's probably gonna be tough this week on the road against denver I don't expect much production, but that should leave the trade window open long enough for you to get an offer in there and hopefully get them on your teams. Number two is Rondell Moore. I uh, don't think you're, I think the window is very small right now. I think it's closing fast, but uh, he plays in a top tier offense with huge touchdown upside and his role is slowly increasing. And even before when his snap share was really low, he was being targeted at a solid rate. So they're, designing plays to get him the ball and I absolutely want him on my fantasy team so he's a solid flex option week in and week out and if he's available in, in on waiver wires go ahead and get him but you're probably gonna have to trade for him at this point so see if you can get something for him um, I wouldn't be willing to overspend because he's still not on the field as much as I would like but absolutely a guy that I would be perfectly fine paying a reasonable price for all right the third one Darnell Mooney um, you know, I said this again last week, buy him before Justin Fields is declared the starter. He, before this Sunday, like during this weekend, you need to try to make offers for Darnell Mooney because after this game, I believe Darnell Mooney is going to be shooting up rankings. He's going to be, his per- weekly projections are going to go up. Uh, he's a deep threat guy and Justin Fields throws a really pretty deep ball. So I'd be willing to buy Darnell Mooney for a reasonable price. I mean, again, I'm not looking to overspend. Because, you know, the wide receiver position is pretty loaded across the board uh, in the NFL in fantasy. So wouldn't be looking to overspend. But if you can throw him on in it, throw him into a deal, maybe with, you know, trying to get a different player, that could be really advantageous for you. And then the fourth one I've got is 
is a new one. Uh, I've got Trey Sermon on here. He was uh, one of my champ squad players for this season, and uh, I still believe in him, man. I, I feel like he will have the opportunity to cement himself in this backfield moving forward if he can get healthy, get back from this concussion that he had. He only had one carry so far. And yes, he fumbled on it, but he was hit in the head. Like You're probably going to fumble the ball at that point. So I'm not holding this against him. I just wanted to see him get healthy. The 49ers media was just raving about him the entire training camp. And I don't think that that was a lie. I'm not sure what happened because he was a healthy scratch week one. Still mind-blowing, but he's a good player. And there was a reason why I wanted him on my champ squad, why I've talked about him all offseason. He was one of my favorite players drafted in this NFL draft. Really high in my running back rankings coming into the NFL draft, so... I still believe in Sermon. I'm still a believer. And the 49ers have one of the best end-of-the-season schedules. They still have one of the best running back schedules, period. Like, the rest of their season is going to be good for running backs. And if he can be healthy, if he can get out of this concussion protocol, you know, this isn't a, a ligament issue or a hamstring or a, a knee problem. This is he got hit in the head. He should come out of this concussion protocol, and he should be good to go and ready to run. And I want the 49ers starting running back. Like I'm I'm rostering Jacquez Patrick right now. It's rough out there. But if I can get a healthy Trey Sermon on my teams, I'm absolutely looking to do that. All right. Um, let's talk some handcuffs. Uh, I've got six players here. I got three player three handcuffs that I want on my teams and three handcuffs I don't want on my teams. Okay. So let's start with the guys that I do want. Uh, number one, Jeff Wilson. He needs to be in your IR spot. Like If he's not in your IR spot, you're doing this wrong. He's the only running back on the roster for the 49ers that is that is trusted by Kyle Shanahan. And he had a, good, a solid role last season when he was healthy, when he got the opportunity. There was games where he scored three touchdowns. There was games where he had 28, 29 carries. So when Jeff Wilson comes back from the pup list, he is going to be inserted into the starting lineup. And... You know, I did. I know I just talked about Trey Sermon, but Jeff Wilson is right there too. Like these are the top two running backs that I want on this team. I don't want Elijah Mitchell. I don't want Jamichael Hasty. I don't want Jacquez Patrick. But I will have those guys on my teams because I know the 49ers rushing offense is something I need to target in fantasy. So you should do the same thing. Get Jeff Wilson. Throw him on your IR spot if you have that spot. If not, I mean, you really can't justify holding him there just yet. I mean, I wouldn't wait more than one. I wouldn't uh, hold him longer than one week away from his return from the pup unless I have an IR spot, okay? Um, I have a few. I'm in a few leagues this year, and all of them, pretty much all of them, I have Jeff Wilson in my IR, okay? The second running back, second handcuff that I want on my rosters is Sony Michelle. Uh, you know, Darrell Henderson is playing pretty good so far. But uh, he's dealing with some injuries at the moment. And this for, this Rams offense is an elite offense that's going to be in scoring position, scoring opportunities per, every game. And they're going to be scoring points every single game. And if, if I can get a piece of this offense, if Daryl Henderson is not a guy that can stay healthy throughout the season, then Sonny Michelle can absolutely be helpful for you down the road, especially with bye weeks coming up. And just the state of the running back position as a whole, man. I mean, we just saw Christian McCaffrey get hurt. We've, you know, we can't keep a Niners running back healthy to save our lives. You know, Saquon's still coming back from injury. Like, the running back position is banged up. And if you can get a healthy one, 
that's probably going to be the difference when it comes time to winning championships. So, all right. And then the third one is Chuba Hubbard or Royce Freeman, whatever, whichever one I can get my hands on. I think they're both going to be used in a timeshare while Christian McCaffrey is out. It doesn't seem like McCaffrey is going to be on the IR, but he's definitely going to miss a few weeks. And, you know, I think it, it sucks. I, I love Christian McCaffrey, but, you know, we kind of have to pivot. So Chuba Hubbard and Royce Freeman are two two guys that I'm willing to spend some fab on. Um, now you're not gonna be able to get them, um, in before waivers run for week four, but these are definitely guys that I want to be, that I want on my roster. So I just want to mention them, uh, as we go through this part of the, part of the show. All right. Then I have three handcuffs I don't want, and I'm going to be very blunt with these, um, Darrell Williams or Darrell Williams. I think it's Darrell Williams for the Kansas city chiefs. Not after seeing what Clyde Edwards Hilaire has been reduced to. He's literally just there to take a few carries a game, catch a few passes, and that's pretty much it. He doesn't get any goal line work, right? But Darrell Williams, um, Darrell Williams does. He gets all. He gets. He has the only goal line carry on the season for them, and he it's, he does have a touchdown. But if Clyde goes down, this offense is they're just going to throw. Like they literally just might throw the rest of the season if Clyde goes down with an injury. And you know. I don't want that. I don't want a running back that's, you know, he may be the starter. And I guarantee you, if Clyde Abitillaire goes down with an injury, then Darrell Williams would be the number one waiver pickup. Absolutely. And I, and don't get me wrong. I mean, I will throw a bid on him, but he's not a guy that I'm like, that I would spend all my fab on. You know, I would do it for, I'm probably going to do it for one of these Panthers running backs. So, but that's just because I like, the offense more. The offense needs that running back more. The Chiefs don't need a running back, man. They just have they just throw it to Tyree Kill and throw it to Travis Kelsey, and that's their running game. Like they're not going to rely on Clyde. And why would I think that's going to change when Darrell Williams gets in gets on the field? And if Darrell Williams isn't going to have that role, I mean, he obviously doesn't have it right now because he's not playing ahead of Clyde. So I'm just not I'm just not in on the Chiefs running back situation at all. And I don't think he's a handcuff that should be worth rostering at the moment. The second guy is Alexander Madison. He has been for I would say at least two or three years, right? The one of the top handcuffs to own or to manage in fantasy football. And he has yet to produce when his name has been called. When it's when Dalvin Cook has missed time, Alexander Madison has not produced. So why do we think it's suddenly going to change as he gets older and more into his career? It's not going to change. Alexander Madison is not going to be a guy that is going to come in and have the same or even close to the same production that Dalvin Cook would. So why am I going to roster this guy? Why? Why, why would I do that? Why I would much rather have take the shot on Chuba Hubbard and Royce Freeman than, than roster Alexander Madison, especially from the Dalvin Cook manager. If I manage, if I have Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison is available, but Chuba Hubbard and Royce Freeman are too, I'm taking the shot on the Panthers running backs over over Dalvin Cook's backup because we've seen it. We've seen that story. We've seen how that movie ends. It does not end in fantasy success. So why am I going to roster Alexander Madison? I'm just not going to do it. All right, and then the last um, the last handcuffs. I guess you can call them handcuffs for this, but I'm not, I don't want to man. I don't want any part of the Houston Texans backfield. After watching that last night, Philip Lindsay looked bad. David Johnson 
is a shell of himself. I mean, he's a he can catch a pass every now and then, or he can have a solid run every now and then, but he's not built for any type of workload. So, you know, Mark Ingram, I'm assuming, is the lead back, and he's the guy that's rostered in most fantasy leagues, but I don't want the guys that are behind him because they haven't shown that they can be effective. You know, Philip Lindsay was getting chased down left, right, and center last night. I mean, he was he wasn't gaining positive yards. He was getting tackled on the sidelines. He was getting tackled trying to bounce outside. Like it's just not it, man. It's not it. That defense was flying around last night and they got uh they stuffed that running game. So I don't want any part of the Texans running back situation. Okay. Last thing we're gonna talk about real quick is some lineup adjustments. Um, you know, we're past Thursday night football, so hopefully all of your Carolina Panthers uh, players were out of your flex and put into your starting lineup or in your starting positional spots. That includes quarterback in super flex leagues. So, you know, I have Sam Darnold and Russell Wilson in one super flex league, and Sam Darnold was in the top quarterback spot, and Russell was down in my super flex spot. That just helps with roster flexibility throughout the weekend and making sure that you have um, as much room to play with on your roster as possible if there's a late inactive or um you know a healthy scratch or you know stuff like that if that happens or like some COVID thing pops off over the weekend you're you have more flexibility so um and then all my monday night players the monday night football players are all in my flex spot because that is the latest game possible and if i got the cowboy with the cowboys and the eagles this week on monday night football let's say uh, I have Miles Sanders and Kenny Gainwell. Or if Kenny Gainwell's on the on the waiver wire, right, and you have Miles Sanders, he's a healthy scratch or he's a late inactive, then you can go and pick up Kenny Gainwell and play him. Or you can pick up maybe a Dallas tight end and throw him in your flex spot to replace Miles Sanders, right? Um, so that's just what we're kind of looking for. We're kind of looking for that flexibility in your roster, being able to have more options to choose from if you have to make a late pivot. Uh, oh, breaking news real quick. I just want to throw this out there real fast, uh, before we get out of here, but Deandre Hopkins is apparently a game time decision per Cl- uh, Cliff Kingsbury. So be looking to pivot. And I think Rondell Moore is going to be a smash start this week. Uh, if, if Hopkins can't go, I think, and this is surprising too, it's the first thing I've seen of DeAndre Hopkins being a game time decision. So, uh, we'll continue to monitor that situation, but you should definitely be trying to get Ronda more into your starting, uh, starting lineup and have a pivot ready, man, have a pivot set up and ready to go. Yeah. I mean, the Cardinals play at one o'clock, so, uh, you're gonna have to know Sunday morning if he's going to play or not. So. Keep Rondell Moore in mind. Have DeAndre Hopkins in your flex spot and be willing to pivot off of him if you need to. Okay? All right, that's going to do it for me, guys. Hope you all have a great weekend. Thank you for listening. This is the Saturday edition of the Sunday Siege. Go ahead and follow us all on Twitter and Facebook, on Twitter at Pigskin Champs, on Facebook at Pigskin Champs Pod. Good luck in your week three matchups. Raid that waiver wire for some week four guys. Continue to listen to us. Rate and review the show. We love y'all. Good luck in your matchups. Have a great weekend. Peace out. <laughs>